स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाई एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट आई एम प्रसिद्ध बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मिंट एंड दिस इज टेक पॉडकास्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट सम मिथ्स टूडेज एपिसोड विल बी होस्टेड बाई आर जे आयुष Ayush is a RJ with Fever FM and hosts his own tech show called Tech Panti. Over to you Ayush. Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Mint Tech Sectra. This is a special episode brought to you by Dell Technologies India. Have you ever wondered how data centers and large scale public clouds power your favorite apps and services? How will the expanding role of the artificial intelligence and machine learning impact our daily lives? If you're interested in the future of server technology, this episode is for you. Here we'll discuss the latest advancements in Dell Technologies infrastructure solutions, the unique challenges and opportunities for IT solution providers in the Indian market, and how Dell Technologies is addressing them with its innovative solutions and Dell's next generation powered servers. So today we speak to a technology leader who is at the forefront of developing the latest infrastructure solutions to make it all possible. Manish Gupta is the vice president at Dell Technologies India where he oversees the development of cutting edge servers that accelerate performance and reliability for powerful computing. Hi Manish, welcome to Mintexetra. How are you today? Very good, Ayush, and thank you for having me over. Firstly, Manish, I would want to congratulate you and Dell as dell has been recognized as a leader in the mainstream server market for the seventh consecutive quarter in india can you shed some light into how you were able to achieve this incredible feat hey, thank you so much ayush this is a badge that we wear with a lot of pride you know getting to leadership first and foremost is never easy but then maintaining it consistently over seven quarters is more difficult than just achieving it I think what this reflects is really the level of technology the quality the products the architectures people that we bring in to table for our customers you know at this point in time human skills are most scarce particularly in the technology sector so we've got the advantage of having the skills working across so many countries so many verticals with so many customers and that we can share the expertise and our consulting with the customers what this is a reflection of is really the trust that our customers repose in us to bring the best and the latest to them every single time the technology world continues to move at a pace like never before anything that was new and fairly developed till about a year back would be old today so how do you keep at the bleeding edge you can continue to be at the bleeding edge only when you have a partner who you trust and that's what we have been able to demonstrate with our customers and with the ecosystem partners so particularly proud of this in fact uh, as the q4 idc uh, share results came in we are at 48.6% share of the mainstream service segment for the full year that translates into 45.1% what that necessarily means ayush in simple terms is out of every 2 rupee that's getting spent in india on server technology 90 paisa is getting spent on the dell server so it's a particularly proud place for us to be in and we have to see us being here and we will do everything to strive to be here once again congratulating you it's it's a big big feat um 
I always thought that it was us journalists who would stay awake 24 by 7 but uh, I'm made to believe by this amazing success that Dell also and all the engineers at Dell would be working really hard to make sure that this leadership is sustained. I'm really hoping for that and I can assure you our teams are there in the trenches with the customers day in and day out 24 by 7 as you said. Fantastic. So can you introduce us to this newly launched Power Edge servers? What's different this time? What we are calling this launch is PowerEdge.next and it is truly that. You know because we are getting to the next phase of evolution of computing. Normally I would not just talk about speeds and feeds but in this case it is a little important for the fact that the capability that's now coming in with the new servers is significantly higher than what it's been in the past. And let me just talk about three things here. First and foremost is the compute, the CPU per se. The CPU today has a capability to pack as many as 96 cores on a 7 nanometer die. That's such a far cry from what we had in the previous generation or the generations before that. You can just pack in so many more VMs as an example. The second subsystem is memory. where the speeds now go from 3200 mts to 4800 mts again you have the pipe to be able to consume the compute power uh, lastly that i'll talk about here other than so many others is the pci so a lot of the pci devices which were not getting fully utilized can now get far better utilized with twice the bandwidth twice the pipe as compared to what used to be on pci gen 4 so you know and these are speeds and feeds i used to remember that uh, what is more important really in my view are the four tenets on which we have crafted the new powerish servers and i'll just give you a sneak peek into those can't go through all the details here otherwise we are going to run into a couple of hours so let me start with the first one and that is purpose built you've got to have servers that are purpose built for doing a particular or running a particular workload uh, to give you an example and we are talking about chat gpt you know large language models for example if you've got to train large language models or doing training of any artificial intelligence models you need machines with very high gpu capabilities so as an example we have got uh, one of our servers 9680 pe 9680 that's got capability of having eight gpus on sxm5 nvlink now that's a firepower that will allow any organization to train really large models that can allow them to get intelligence out of very large data sets like never before so that's an example of purpose built and that's the first tenet the second and you know i was just talking about actual intelligence we have been talking about human intelligence and all sorts of intelligence why should our servers not be intelligent enough and that's the intelligence that we are bringing in using technologies like ai what we are doing is we are bringing in a whole lot of automation that can streamline and automate the operations of data center not just at dell servers you can also have these apis going to periphery uh, devices so just have one single pane of glass view to the entire data center for life cycle management of devices so that's the second tenet that's really around building intelligence into the server portfolio the third and you and i know the number of ransomware attacks that we hear about every single day is really building security intrinsic to the server and which is why we call these cyber resilient you know how do we increase or expand zero trust uh, adoption into servers and the fourth which is the top agenda for every board today is esg sustainability is critical for the organizations for our planet and for our children 
And with servers being as power hungry as they are, it's important that we bring the sustainability technologies into our servers. So just to recap, extremely powerful servers, more powerful than what you've ever seen, but equally designed with four tenets, first being purpose-built, second being, uh, being intelligent, third being cyber-resilient, and fourth being sustainable. So I hope it gives you a good perspective of what we are really bringing in here. Definitely. When it comes to businesses in this digital age, data becomes one of the biggest assets for them. And as the next-gen PowerEdge servers are strengthened to zero trust, so can you shed light on what zero trust security means in principle? Yeah, listen, the answer to this could be really long, but I'll try and capture some of the things. What really means zero trust? You know, it's something that is integral to our infrastructure in the end-to-end life cycle. Uh, complexity of IT infrastructure has increased. There's sophistication that's coming from hackers all around the world. The threat landscape has increased drastically. And which is where we start with zero trust. What really means is that you should not be trusting any entity inherently. There should be verification to access all sorts of assets. The second piece would really be that one's got to assume every user and device as a potential threat. Apply the principle of least privilege to restrict users and to restrict devices. We know multi-factor authentication for every single transaction that we do financially. One's got to apply the same multi-factor authentication model and authorization rights. That could be time-based, they could be scope-based, they could be role-based, and so on and so forth. And lastly, authenticate and authorize at communication intersections of every infrastructure. I know I've spoken a lot of words here and, you know, if you were to just fundamentally go around this, this is really around ensuring that every single device and user should have least privilege and has to get authenticated at every single communication intersection. Now, bringing these fundamentals to the server uh, resilience, what we're really talking about is we should have secure supply chain, have secure server lifecycle, have data protection and have root of trust to ensure that there's end-to-end verification. And here is what I would say, Ayush. You've got to remember, there are the number of entities that are out there as hackers today is not small and they're getting sophisticated every single day. There are distributors. In fact, there are organizations whose uh, insurance premium has gone up and majority of the uh, organizations that are out there Insurance premiums have increased significantly over the last two years because of the number of ransomware attacks that are happening. So you cannot just work around security thinking at thinking of periphery, but have security that's built into the core rather than just bolted on. True. Usually uh, at big companies, there's a team of people who are handling servers, you know, with days to come, with technology advancing. Uh, all of this manpower is going to reduce and thus your two-factor security and authentication comes and plays a big role in it. Uh, is it so? Okay, so uh, let me let me word this a little differently. Let me word it differently in saying that how do you restrict access? How do you ensure that anybody who's got access to a particular process, you know, and it could be device, it could be external process, is authorized to do that process, number one has the role and the scope and requirement at the point in time. 
So verification, validation, authorization becomes extremely critical. And that's what we are bringing through when we are talking about zero trust adoption. Now think of this in terms of supply chain. And we have heard of so many instances where supply chain has got compromised. So in servers, what we are bringing in, for example, is something that we are calling as secure component validation to ensure that none of the components have got a breach at any point in time during the entire supply chain. So these are some of the examples that I'm talking about. The science behind this goes really deep and wide. True, true. Uh, There are still many businesses uh, throughout the world which are now looking forward to upgrade their IT infrastructure, but still it becomes a challenge. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen with businesses upgrading their IT infrastructure? And uh, how are your new servers poised to address these challenges? So I should tell you, every single time that there's an upgrade that's required, the IT teams would get really stressed about migration, right? Because there's so much of data sitting and there are some applications that are running on particular servers and storage and all of that needs to get migrated to the new care. So that's an operational uh, challenge. But equally, every single time there's an upgrade that's required, you would typically tend to believe that there's more space, more rack space, there's more power that's required. By the way, uh, at this point in time, finding data center space is not easy because with digital transformation taking lead, data center space is getting consumed at a massive pace. Some of these challenges get inherently addressed with the new uh, range of servers. And let me give you an example. We spoke about the number of cores that are going up. What would earlier require a rack full of servers can now get consolidated on a far smaller footprint, maybe five servers rather than 20 servers. It could be, by the way, ratios to as much as 1 is to 20, depending on the kind of architecture one is using. Every single time that I look at some of these challenges, by the way, uh, if you really ask me, I think this is an opportunity more than a challenge. It gives the opportunity for the IT leaders, for the CIOs and the CTOs and the SREs to re-architect the data center, to remove the silos that have existed in the past, you know, to bring in more open technologies, to start adopting architectures that are workload-oriented. You know, some of the new workloads, and we spoke about AI, we should talk about edge, we should talk about analytics, you're running on Hadoop, for example. All of these are architects and workloads that have evolved in the last couple of years. When one evolves, one's got to bring in the intelligence, one's got to bring in the automation, one one has got to reduce the footprint and ensure that what they're bringing in new gets utilized to the hilt to give the right outcome that they're looking for. True, we only see what the artificial intelligence is doing in front of our eyes, but it's it's people uh, like you who are creating this infrastructure. Uh, and now that we see the world changing, fantastic. Uh, once again, I'd want to congratulate uh, Dell Technologies. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, interesting that you speak about artificial intelligence. And we see this as consumers at a distance. Uh, imagine if we can integrate AI into ensuring that our customers get better support, which is what we do with PowerEdge servers, for example. Uh, artificial intelligence is able to predict what component is going to fail at a later point in time. And thus, we are able to replace that component ahead of the failure so that customers do not have to get a downtime. So, you know, these technologies have to be used extremely well, and we believe they can be a strong value add to everything that we do for our customers. So just another example of what you were saying, Ayush, you know, there's so much of stuff that's happening around. We've just got to bring it to the organizations in India. True. 
uh, and talking about organizations, uh, the entire world is now talking about how sustainable they can become. Huge tech companies, much like Dell, uh, for them, one of their pillars is sustainability and it is becoming an increasingly important consideration in technology development. How does Dell prioritize sustainability in its infrastructure solutions and how does this impact the design and development of the new PowerEdge servers? Let me answer this in two parts. First is what we are doing for sustainability within our servers. And second is how we are working with our customers to bring sustainability at the center of everything that they're doing on their data centers. So on the first part, and you know, we were one of the first organizations to bring platinum grade power supplies. Now that's become a norm today, but remember when it came, it helped us save that 2% power and the 2% is a lot. You know, we can say it's a small number, but in reality, as you accumulate it over so many thousands and millions of servers, that becomes a lot for the overall industry. A second example on this, and particularly what we are doing with our new range of servers, is a technology that we are calling a smart flow, which allows the servers to capture through sensors the, the, the hotspot areas. What are the components that are, that are heating up more than the others? so that only the fan that's cooling those components have to spin up, either spin up or spin down. The moment we do that, we are able to reduce the power that the fans are consuming in cooling down the servers. And every percentage here, like I said earlier, makes a big difference. So how do we bring those technologies together so that our servers are performing at the optimal when it comes to power utilization? The second part of this is really around how are we working with customers to design data centers. Uh, some of the technologies that we have brought in with this range of PowerEdge servers is around liquid cooling. So with the TDPs, that's the wattage of processors going up, the amount of power that's required to cool down the processors has increased. So rather than using air, which is not the best conductor of heat, uh, we are now going to use water to cool down the CPUs. We have another technology that's called liquid immersion, where we are immersing the servers in dielectric oil. So all of the components, and imagine this, you know, traditionally when you think about about servers, you think about those tall racks filled with with servers after servers. What we are now talking is, we are talking about horizontal tubs, and those tubs are filled with oil, and servers are immersed, and electronics is running, electricity is passing inside the oil. So those technologies can save a humongous amount of power that is today getting utilized towards cooling the servers, right? Uh, Just to give you a data point, in India, we are expected to add about 900 megawatts of data center power in the next two years. With these technologies, you can save anywhere as much as 200 megawatt to a 300 megawatt, which is power enough to light up lakhs of houses, so that is the power of technology. That is the power of sustainability and what we are doing with our customers in today's time and age. Ooh, wonderful, wonderful message. Um, like I, I was just imagining how little victories in an engineering department, uh, saving up two person, three person can overall change the outcome uh, when you multiply it uh, to millions. So uh, wonderful message on sustainability. Tech like AI, edge computing and hybrid cloud have been picking up in the industry. How is Dell Technologies addressing the industry demands 
uh, with the new PowerEdge servers. So, you know, we spoke about artificial intelligent purpose-built servers earlier. Let me let me just move a, a little bit on the side and talk about edge computing. What's happening in the world around us, Ayush, is that data is growing at a phenomenal pace. You heard the cliche, data is a new oil. We've, we've all, we, all been talking about that. But where does data make sense? Data makes sense only if organizations are able to analyze, get insights, and act on those insights. Otherwise, data in its raw form is not of much use to anybody. Now, there's only so much of data that you can backhaul into the data centers. So it becomes important that data gets captured, analyzed, and acted upon exactly where it is getting generated. And that is truly what edge computing is. Now, think about a country like us. We have got deserts and we have got uh, mountains. You've got to have, to capture data where it is getting generated, you need to have servers sitting in those areas where the environment is truly harsh. So we have designed for edge computing servers, which can run at temperatures as low as negative 20 degrees to running at as high as plus 65 now, electronics, remember, does not take to very severe environmental conditions very easily. So that's where engineering comes in. And we've got a completely new range of servers that are meant only for edge computing that have been announced as a part of this launch. Uh, and on technology, there are uh, system on chip that we've got here. We've got one CPU, we've got two CPU, we've got JC-based servers that can take multiple kind of accelerators which will have to do the job of analysis right at the edge so that we have the right intelligence. Think about um, autonomous driving cars. Now, you are not going to put a server in there, but you're going to have FPGAs in there. A lot of those technologies that have that are going to really change the future as we see it today are really coming to the fore with some of the products that we are bringing in. Um, I mean, now I look at myself as terabytes and terabytes of information walking around anytime that I log into any website. This is what artificial intelligence has done to people. And this is what you've also rightly mentioned that um, a person has a lot of information, but which information to use when is uh, very important. If all the information comes down to one server, uh, you'd notice that uh, the end outcome would be completely different or it'll take much more time for an artificial intelligence system to reach to an outcome. Uh, There's also uh, one question that I wanted to ask you since uh, quite some time. So Manish, there has been a lot of push on the Make in India initiative or Atmanirbhar Bharat. How is Dell Technologies contributing to this? So Ayush, we as an organization have been manufacturing in India for a fairly long time, over 15 years now. In fact, we've got a world-class facility next to Chennai in Sri Perambatur that just does not manufacture PCs and laptops, but we also manufacture a powerish line of servers right here in India. What we've done over the last uh, few years as the Make in India initiative has got strength is that we have increased the level of indigenization of the local content uh, in the service. So we have increased that as a result of which we are not supplying the Make in India service only to come in, but even to a lot of corporate customers in India. We believe in this initiative and we continue to work with government very closely to ensure that we, we remain invested in Make in India. There are great news coming from the Vice President at Dell Technologies. Um, and the final question, I'm sure the consistent leadership 
has taken a lot of effort uh, behind the scenes would you like to share with us the secret behind making this magic happen <laughs> well you know uh, i'm not going to share everything with you you should know that but jokes apart listen there's a lot that's gone behind this i think it starts first and foremost with dell technologies as a brand uh, dell as a brand has for the fourth year consecutively been ranked as the most uh, trusted brand in india you know the fact that we are one of we are uh, ranked as one of the most ethical companies for 10 years running is another testimony to the to the strength of the brand and you know people organizations want to work with organizations that are ethical and we take particularly a lot of pride in that uh, having said that about brand i think there's been a lot of work around ensuring that we are creating a strong ecosystem around us that ecosystem con- consists of our partners uh, who are today in every nook and corner of the country the ecosystem consists of independent software vendors with whom we go validate their stack on our servers and vice versa our stack for their software plus we work with alliance partners and more than anyone else i would give credit to the fact that we have been consistently able to upskill our teams with the kind of technology shifts and changes that are happening because end of the day the magic really happens in front of the customer and you've got to be able to demonstrate the capability just talking about products is not good enough unless we are able to demonstrate that skill that capability in front of the customer so it's a it's it's a multitude of things and that's been going on over a period of time uh taking on the most complex projects and ensuring that we are successful in delivering those bringing innovations like we spoke about on liquid immersion or direct liquid cooling those are innovations that truly matter to our customers uh our customers in india in fact and let's be fair about it we are a demanding set of people uh ourselves and all of our customers to to be able to stand up to their expectation is the key to making the magic happen if you honestly ask true and one more question what do you have to say about all these enthusiastic bunch of people i i, I think it's a great time to be in uh, the it sector uh um, because now if you see all these engineers are upskilling themselves they're improving their skills and they're keeping themselves up to date so that uh, because of their enthusiasm to change the world uh that change is actually happening so so any messages to the engineers who are listening to us right now on this podcast oh well, i should i should tell you this and i always say this we happen to be in the right industry in the right country and we've got to remember that you know we have the right skills we have got the right ecosystem and the industry and the country is growing at a phenomenal pace so first and foremost have belief in what you're doing and second if you want to continue to be successful in the technology industry please be very curious if you have the curiosity you'll figure things out you'll learn new things and you'll be at the top of the game i think those are two things i wish that i would end this with Fantastic once again thank you so much uh, Manish for your time and congratulations once again seventh consecutive quarter of being the leader of what you uh, what you do the best Thank you so much Ayush for having me it was fantastic chatting up with you Consistently serving businesses in their digital transformation journey is no simple feat but Dell Technologies has been a proven leader in serving the needs of their customers And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at @undertaker. 
Yes, you heard that right. That's U N D E R T E C H E R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.